This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the first Sunday of Lent, the 5th of March. Well, this is the time of year when many, including some from our own parish, begin their training for the London Marathon. Whenever someone faces a challenge or wants to prepare for a sport, it's always a question of going back to basic training, especially if you've been away from physical activity for any length of time. And Lent is exactly that, going back to the basics again and training ourselves for the contest. The essence of Lent is to do more intensely what we should be doing at all other times. That is being people of prayer, doing good works and practising self-denial. Pope St Leo the Great comments in a sermon for Lent that whilst we may not all be equal in terms of earthly gains, we can all be equal before God in these practices. So all the runners in the London Marathon will be doing exactly what we're doing, learning the basics of spiritual fitness, whether we be beginners or advanced, saints or sinners. Every year we come back to the basics to preparation, where the fundamentals are once again rehearsed. And if we're honest, we know that most of life is spent diverting ourselves from the great questions. Who is God? Who am I? What's the point of my life? Where am I going? Towards heaven or away from it? These are the most fundamental questions, often so overwhelming that we prefer to divert ourselves with all kinds of games. But in Lent we go into the desert with Jesus for 40 days, because in the desert there are no distractions. There we can learn again the basics, how to pray, how to fast, how to give alms. The devil, though, always tries to divert us from the true path. He did it when he appeared to Jesus at the end of his 40 days. And the devil will try in a thousand ways to divert us from what is good and what is ordered towards God. So it's good to confront this and ask, how does the devil tempt me? The devil said to Jesus, command these stones to turn into bread. Now, he's starving after 40 days of fasting. I'm starving after four hours, and those stones in the desert would have looked like tiny loaves of bread on the floor. So the first temptation is to focus our lives on material things and on the satisfaction of sensual desire. Thomas Merton said, bodily desires, good in themselves, are like little children because they are so insistent. They want what they want and when they want it. Food, drink, pleasure, comfort. Now, now, now. And like children, if they are indulged, they can take over the whole house. The question here is the house of my soul. There are lots of people who make satisfaction of these desires fundamental and who spend all their time seeking pleasure. When we do that, we shut down our life and live in a very narrow space, which is precisely why Jesus responded in that manner. Man does not live by bread alone. Food and drink and pleasure are good, but we don't live by them alone. The devil then leads Jesus to the parapet of the temple and tempts him to throw himself down from the top. This is code for the pinnacle of society. Here the temptation is to glory, to honour, being seen and admired by everyone. A lot of people don't care about sensual things, but what they care about is honour, being seen, being admired, 
being at the very top of a society where everybody watches you. Here is the ego inflated to an impossible degree. St Thomas Aquinas says, glory is just a flag of virtue, saying, look at what I'm doing, look at this moral goodness. There's nothing wrong with honour in itself, of course, but if we seek glory for its own sake, then we're saying that I'm deliberately avoiding the virtue and just going for the flag. So Jesus dismisses the devil, saying, do not put the Lord your God to the test. The third temptation is to power. The devil then took him higher up a mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. It's a more refined arena of temptation, not sensual pleasure or honour, but power. Power is one of the great motivating factors in all of human history. We think of people like Alexander the Great, Caesar Augustus, Charlemagne, the Medicis, Henry VIII, Louis XIV, Napoleon, Hitler, just some of the people whose lives were dominated by the desire to wield power. But we're all tempted by it. Whatever little power we have, we like, and we wield it. There are many people who have left sensual pleasures behind in order to grab power and keep hold of it. Tolkien told his great story about the tempting ring of power the temptation that dominates that story is the temptation to wield power. Tolkien saw this at work in the 20th century in all the moral outrages which bore the stigma of a lust for power. The devil says that he can give Jesus all this power because they all belong to him, because the devil, in one sense, has them all. The price we pay if we make power the central focus of life is the worship of the devil, which is to say, the loss of our soul. Jesus says it. What does it profit a man if he gains everything but suffers the loss of his soul? The spiritual life is all about surrendering to God's power, allowing God to dominate us. When we make our domination of others paramount, you've lost your soul and you've worshipped the devil. So Jesus dismisses the devil, saying to him, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Sensual pleasure, honour, power, the three big temptations we face. And the antidote is prayer, fasting and almsgiving. Forty days separate us from Easter, this earnest time given to us so that we may attend to our conversion with greater commitment by listening to the word of God through prayer and penance and a more generous love of neighbour. We have a spiritual journey that prepares us to relive the Easter mystery. So may Mary guide us in the Lenten pilgrimage, leading us to an ever deeper knowledge of Christ and help us in the spiritual warfare against sin as we constantly plead, convert us, turn us back to you, God, our Saviour. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observance of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.